Welcome to the Rock Church Audio Podcast. We are so glad that you joined us today. Rock Church is located on Harrison Avenue between Mulford and Perryville Roads. Now let's join our Family Life Pastor, Patrick McGuire, with today's message. Praise God. I could do that all day. I'm just I'm just saying that's where I'm at right now. I would just But God's got a word. God's got a word for us today. But before we get to the word, uh let me introduce myself to those of you who don't know me. I'm Pastor Patrick. I'm the family life pastor here. I oversee kids all the way through our wonderful youth. And uh, I count it a privilege and an honor to serve in that capacity. Are you ready? I don't know. I don't know. Because to be honest, I wasn't ready when I was preparing this one. So just so you know, I am in this boat with you. All right. What we are talking about today, I am preaching to myself as I'm preaching to you guys. Okay. Let's do this. Ephesians chapter 5. Why don't you open up your Bibles if you have those. We're going to start there. Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to start verse 1. We're going to read a few of these. Says this, imitate God therefore in everything you do because you are his dear children. Can I get an amen? Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. And as we look at this passage, and we're going to look at a few other verses, I want us to uh, get a good focus, a good frame of reference for what we're going to be talking about. So I'm going to start with this question. And the question is this. What will you look like on December 31st, 2021? Okay, what will you look like on that day? Will you be the same that you are in this moment? Will you be the same that you were at the beginning of 2020? Hopefully not further back than that. I mean, hopefully we've made some progress since then. But what will you look like at the end of 2021? And I think we all, we've got those goals, those New Year's resolutions possibly. Say, hey, I want to be better at this. You know, maybe you're like, I really want that six-pack this year. Maybe it's like, I really want some money in the bank. Like, whatever your goals are, all right, more power to you. But with that also comes the question of what does God want you to look like on December 31st, 2021? Because sometimes what we want to look like and what God wants us to look like, not the same. Okay? Anybody been there before? You're like, all right, I'm going to look like this. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to accomplish. And God says, um, no, you're going to do this instead. Okay? So those things aren't the same. So as we begin 2021, hallelujah, amen. All right, everybody's excited about 2021. But as we begin, let's begin with the end in mind. All right, where does God want to take us this year? 
all right? What does God want to develop in you this year? I think there's a few things that we can pull from this passage and a few more verses as we look at it. So let's read it again. Verse 1, it says, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love. Everybody say love. Following the example of Christ, he loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. Everybody say thankful. Come on now. Need some help here. There we go. There we go. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Everybody say worship. All right, so there's a few things here that we can pull. First is this. The first thing it says is imitate God. So from that, we can assume that by the end of this year, God wants us to look more like him, right? To look more like Jesus. That's pretty self-explanatory, right? We in agreement with that? We good? Okay. There's a few things here that it says that that should look like. You should be filled with love, love towards everybody, love that doesn't have favorites, right? Love that is uh, extended to those who are your enemies, right? We all know that 1 Corinthians 13, a whole list of love, right? So life filled with love. Second thing is a life filled with thankfulness, okay? We might not get where we want to be by the end of this year, but thank God we're not where we were. Amen? God has brought us through things. He has provided. I mean, God provided a lot in 2020. Anybody else that God provide for you? God answered prayers. Amen. Praise God that he is that faithful. He is that good, right? And so we can be thankful throughout this year. Regardless of what circumstances and situations we face, God wants us to be filled with thanks. Amen? All right. The last one is worship. All right. We kind of get this because you got the positive, negative, two sides sort of thing. So you see here that it says in verse 5, it says, you can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ. Anybody want to inherit the kingdom of Christ? A few of us. Awesome. All right, for a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. So if a greedy person is not going to inherit the kingdom and we want to inherit the kingdom, therefore we should not worship as the greedy person, right? Our eyes should not be fixed on the things that their eyes are fixed on. Our eyes should be fixed on the things of God. We should be worshiping God. God should be visible in our lives. Amen? Amen. All right, and there's one more thing. We haven't read it yet, but we're about to. Okay, and that is that I believe God wants us to be filled with light this year. Filled with light. So we're going to continue reading. Uh, we're going to skip verse 6. Now we won't. We'll read verse 6. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey them. Verse 7. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them. 
For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So if God wants us to be filled with light, I think it's important that we understand what light does. All right, what is the job of light? And simply put, light brings revelation. Okay? You're in a dark room. You know, somebody takes you into a dark room. You don't know what's there. Wherever that light comes on, all of a sudden you can see. Right? You have a revelation then of everything that is there, everything that is present. Okay, light brings revelation. All right? And just to clarify revelation, revelation is just simply revealed truth. Okay? It's the truth that was there that was once hidden that has been revealed. All right? So it is revealed truth. So when God brings us a revelation, God is saying, hey, this is my truth. And you didn't understand it before, but you can understand it now. Right? And God wants to reveal more about the truth of who we are, more about the truth of who he is, more about the truth of what he has called us to do, of what our purpose is. God wants to reveal truth to us. So light brings truth. Light reveals truth. Amen? We good? Okay, because see, here's the other thing. It's great to think about how light reveals truth. That's awesome. Right? We want revelation. We want God to reveal the truth. We want that to happen. But light simultaneously reveals truth and exposes lies. Okay? It's not just revealing truth. It exposes lies. So every time God gives you a revelation, that means that there is something in your life that used to be true that has now been exposed as false. Okay? So I'm just going to straight up ask, what did 2020 expose in you? Okay? For all the things that God did, for all the prayers that he answered, for every way that he revealed himself as a faithful and true God, something was exposed as being a lie. Okay? So what did 2020 expose in you? And let me be honest, all right? In youth group, we call it, let me be hot, humble, open, transparent. Okay, I'm about to be transparent here. My list is long, okay, of what 2020 exposed. My list is, is it's long, longer than I care to admit, Okay? But I'm only going to share two things, so don't worry. I won't share all 200 or whatever it is, okay? So first thing, 2020 exposed. At the beginning of the year, I like to kind of set a word for myself. Like, I'm going to focus on this. Obviously, God's going to do more than just whatever the word is. But this is what I want to focus on. And so 2020, my word was discipline. For the first few months, psh, went great, Right? I felt like I was accomplishing more things. My calendar was in order. I wasn't forgetting things. It was, it was great. Okay? I was doing a good job. Not perfect, but I was making progress. Okay? Then corona hit. Discipline? <laughs> gone. Like just kind of not there anymore. You get home. All right, how many of you work at home now? Anybody? Okay, a few of us work from home or worked from home during that time, something along those lines. Working from home with kids, especially two cute, adorable kids that I have, it's a distraction. I'm just going to say it. All right, I love my kids. So trying to make sure that I'm getting things done became increasingly difficult. Okay? So 2020 kind of exposed that in me, that maybe I didn't quite have as much discipline as I thought I did. Right? I feel like I am better, but I'm definitely not where I need to be. Okay, so that was one. The second thing is that I didn't realize how angry I was. Okay? Being real here, right? I didn't realize how angry I was. 
that my first response in a lot of situations, it might not have been like external, but internally I was angry. I'd be mad. I'd blame somebody. When I was young, I would punch walls, so I've moved past that, but doesn't mean I don't think about it. Okay? So, I didn't realize that. Kind of shocks me to think that I didn't see that, but that's how revelation works. It's something that has been revealed. So I thought, oh, hey, I've got my attitude. I have my emotions and stuff in check. God's like, um, let's replay that and uh, maybe not quite what you think. You want an example? I think you want an example. All right. We talked about snow already. Some of you are super thrilled with snow. Okay? I used to be super thrilled with snow. And uh, every once in a while I am. Other times snow is just difficult. Okay? Especially when it gets dirty. Anybody here like dirty snow? That, no. I like it when it looks pretty. Right? When it's like on the trees. Looks like a winter wonderland. That's great. Okay? The other thing I don't like is when snow is in my driveway. Okay? Snow does not belong in my driveway. Okay? So, last Tuesday, we get the snow. The snow some of you guys were praying for. I'll forgive you later. The snow some of you were also dreading, just like me. And uh, we get the snow. And I decide, hey, I'm going to try to be smart. Okay? Uh, about halfway through the snow, I'm going to go... And I'm going to try to, like, clear the driveway a little bit, so I have less to do later. I'll do a little bit now. All right, and I think I got a snowblower. It'll, it'll be easy. Okay? Short, quick, awesome. Okay? I'm ahead of the game, you know? I show my wife, hey, I got some discipline. I made some progress. Okay? We're good. I go outside. Go to the snowblower. Some of you already see where this is going. Um, do the priming. Put the choke where it's supposed to be. All that awesome stuff. And I start, like, just yanking on it. You know, like, come on, start. Start. I don't know how long I spent, but it was too long. It did not start. Okay? So, the snowblower did not start when I needed it to work. Okay? Did not help me in that moment. My response probably didn't also help me at all either. As I said a little bit earlier, got a little angry. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But instead, you know, I'm like, okay, I have a shovel. I'm going to pick up my shovel. I'm going to shovel the driveway. This is just a little bit. I'm going to shovel the driveway. So I start shoveling the driveway. And this anger is just like kind of stirring inside of me. So much so that I went back to the snowblower. So I go back to the snowblower. I mean, first time didn't work. Second time's got to work, right? Make sure I read the instructions. Okay, good. I have the key. All of that awesomeness. And uh, start yanking it out again. I'm like, come on, start. Dear Jesus, please let this thing start. Like, let this thing work. Okay? Laid hands on it. Pray. Nah, it did not start. It might give me a little bit of a sound like, oh, it's going to start. Only to, like, crush my hopes and do nothing. Okay? So it did not start. It did not work. Now I wanted to lay my hands on it in a different way. Okay? I was pretty upset by this point. And uh, so much so, I was literally on the verge of tears, sitting on my dirty, wet garage floor, 
because of a snowblower. Anybody else see an issue with that? I see thousands of issues with that. All right, it's a snowblower. It should not mess me up like that. But in a way, I'm kind of glad it did. Okay, because I got a little bit of a revelation from this, and God is just that good. He can take a situation where I'm being ridiculous, and he can say, all right, I'm going to use this as a teaching moment. So, praise God. So, I go back to the shovel. I start shoveling some more. Now, see, here's the thing. When you choose to shovel in the middle of the snow falling, what I've already shoveled is covered. Okay? So, at this point, I'm like, this is not even worth it. I should just wait until later. I should quit. I mean, this was supposed to work. It didn't work. Like, eh. So to be honest, I went back to the snowblower again for the third time. And uh, no, it did not work. Okay? So I ended up finishing the driveway with the shovel. But this is the revelation that I got from God. He said, you'd be dumb by now. If you would stop going back to that snowblower. Okay? Now, for the application of this, I think it's important that we recognize what the snow represents. Okay? Because the snow represents obstacles to your purpose. To what it is God wants to do in your life. Okay? And it covers up the driveway. It covers up the path. It keeps you from being able to go where you want to go. Unless you got like one of those big giant trucks, you can just drive right over it. Good for you. <laughs> All right, but the snow keeps you from your purpose. It's an obstacle in the way. Okay? And so looking at this, the question is, what do you keep going back to? That when you face an obstacle, what are you turning to? In 2020, when everything went crazy... Right? When people you're really good friends with, you guys start having disagreements over different things because there was so much to fight about in 2020. Let's be honest. What did you keep going back to? To try to help make it easier. See, the appealing thing about this is that it's easy. This does all the work. I'm not responsible. This is responsible. As long as I can just squeeze this and point it in a straight line... It does the work for me, right? And isn't that what most of us want in life? The obstacles that are in our way, we want something or someone else to come and clear it for us. When God's saying, no, you need to come over here, you need to grab a shovel, and you need to get to work, you got to do something. Because if I just stand here and I just try to squeeze this, it doesn't go by itself. It doesn't throw snow by itself. It doesn't even stand by itself. Okay? I got to put some work in if I'm going to use that. Okay? So as we are in 2021 and we are trying to be who God created us to be, and yet we keep going back to things that don't work, it's going to take us forever to get to where God wants us to be. And come the end of 2021, you're going to be where you started 2021. And I believe God doesn't want that for our lives. And he's that good. And that's why he's talking to us about it right now. So we don't have to carry things from 2020 that need to stay in 2020 into 2021. Okay? 
Because how many of you know, midnight struck, nothing magical happened. There was no Disney movie that automatically occurred, right? Just nothing. Like, continuation of events. Oh, great. Clock changed. We added a one. Woohoo! Everybody's all of a sudden happy. Okay? I mean, it would be great if everything, like, magically, you know, happened. I'd be like, all right, let's just jump to the next one and the next one and the next one. Just forget the middle. Because, you know, New Year, everything makes sense. Everything's redeemed. But that's not how it works. It takes work. It takes progress. And aren't we grateful that God is interested more in our progression than our perfection? Okay? That he just wants us to take one step at a time. One shovel at a time. Okay? But I had preached a message on this earlier this year that the revelation that I got didn't happen until I was in the middle of doing it. So if you're waiting for the revelation to come first to give you the motivation to do it, that's not going to happen. Okay? He's already given you motivation. Afterwards, he said, hey, the revelation I gave you now will be motivation the next time you have to go out and shovel, which came a few days later. Okay? So we have to understand that God is wanting to work in us to accomplish his purposes. And we do no good. We are of no help to ourselves when we keep going back to things that we don't need to go back to. That can be a relationship. That can be a substance. That can be a job even. If God's calling you to start a company and you keep going back to the same job thinking, oh, this job's going to provide for me. This job's going to answer all of my needs. And, you know, starting a company, that's hard. You got to be able to say no to this and go where God has called you to be. Okay? One last thing about the shovel and I'll move on. So round one of shoveling done. Then came round two three hours later. Right, because we got the rest of the snow. Here's the thing about that snow. Anybody remember what happened to that snow? Ice. It was wet. Wet snow, heavy snow. Heavy snow. Shovel that does not help. Okay? Who had to lift the snow? I did. Okay? Guess what? My muscles got a little bit of a workout. It felt pretty good. I got a little bit stronger. So that the next time I got to go out there and shovel, my body's going to be like, all right, we can handle this. Okay? It didn't take us out before. And here's the thing. God will give you the strength that you need. All right? It might be hard at first, but when he gives you revelation that becomes motivation, and you trust in him and in his process, he'll give you all the strength that you need to accomplish what you need to accomplish. Amen? All right. Camera people love me right now. <clears throat> okay. Let's look at a different passage. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Because here's the thing. Now that we've talked about God wanting to expose some things in our lives, that as he gives this revelation, there are things that are exposed how we respond to that is important, okay? Because in John 3, starting in verse 16, we're familiar with that part, but we're going to take it down a little ways to verse 19, okay? So starting in verse 16, it says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world 
not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Amen? There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world. The revelation of his son, Jesus Christ, came into the world. But people loved the darkness more than the light. Because the darkness didn't challenge them. The darkness was where they already were. They were comfortable there. And their actions reflected that. Their actions were evil. There are some things in our lives that we just seem to go back to because it's comfortable. Because it's just where we've been. Right? It's what we do. We buy into the lie that it's who we are. Okay? I believe God wants to take that away today and say, hey, that's not who you have to be. Okay? You can do everything that I'm calling you to do, and I will be there every step of the way. But we have the wrong perspective. And as Pastor Marty had mentioned earlier about perspective, that we got to get the right perspective on the things we're going through. Because perspective drives performance. How you perceive something to be will determine how you respond, will determine how you act. Okay? So most of us have a wrong perception of exposure and things being exposed. We think of it almost entirely from like a negative point of view. A scandal is something that is exposed. Okay? There are other things that can be exposed to people, right? Exposure is pretty much a negative thing. In sports, like if somebody's exposed, that means that they weren't as good as they talked. Right? They talked a good game, but they couldn't back it up. Okay? Secrets are things that are exposed. Okay? We think of exposure as like a primarily negative thing. But here's the thing. In high school, I took photography. Not because I wanted to be a photographer, but because it was easy. And my dad, gratefully, or I don't know about gratefully, but he bought me this camera and uh, took photography class, and I learned a few things about exposure. Okay? So let's look at this. This is photography's perspective on exposure. Camera exposure is the overall brightness or darkness of a photograph. More specifically, it's the amount of light that reaches the film or camera sensor when a picture is being taken. All right? And the next one. The more you expose the film or camera sensor to light, the lighter your photo will be. The less light, the darker your photo will be. It's important to have the right amount of exposure so that you can see the true image. Okay? Some of you guys, God's light hasn't had the opportunity to expose enough in you. So you've bought into lies that are lies about who you are, about what you're capable of, and about what your future looks like. Because you have not been exposed to the right amount of exposure. Exposure does not have to be bad. Okay? Look at this photo. That right there. That's cool. Right? Anybody think that's cool? Kids, do you think that's cool? That's pretty cool. Alright? With the right exposure, you can get a picture like that. With the wrong exposure, all you see is a flashlight. That's it. You get one still of a flashlight. 
with the right exposure, you can see that that flashlight has been moving, and it has been showing light in places, and that those places reveal an eternal love. Okay? God wants to reveal the truth about you, and he does it in love. Okay? Let's look at one more example. We're going to go to the Bible for this one. Amen? We're going to skip a few chapters. John 8. Okay? This is the woman caught in adultery. Caught in an exposing situation. She's living her life. And some people, not even caring about her, just trying to prove a point, bring her in the middle of a crowd exposed. And it's not even about her, it's about Jesus and how he's going to respond to it. Right? But I bet in the middle of that situation, and she's thinking this is the end. Like, I know the rules, I know the laws, like, I know this is bad. This is it. This is done. I'm done for. I can no, I'm not going to have any more purpose. I'm not going to have any more future. I'm not going to be able to accomplish anything else in my life. This is it. And when somebody is exposed, what do they do? They hang their head in shame. So I bet her head is down. Probably trying not to make eye contact with anybody because she hopes. She desperately hopes that she doesn't make eye contact with somebody she knows. Because if somebody knew what was going on, what would they think? So she's hanging her head. She's in the middle of a crowd. A crowd of people and Jesus and some religious people. And they have their, Jesus has this discussion with them. And he says, he who has not sinned, throw the first stone. Because she should be stoned on that spot. Everybody starts to walk away. Oldest to youngest, realizing that they'd messed up, they'd made mistakes too. They're not perfect either. Okay? So she's left, still in the middle of the crowd. And Jesus asks, Jesus asks this question. All right? He asks this in verse 10. He says, Then Jesus stood up and said to the woman, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? What does this make her do? Look up. She's got to look up to be able to look around and see, hey, they're not here anymore. And the only person who can condemn her, who can say, you messed up so bad, your life is done. You have no purpose. You have no future. You've made your choices. Live with the consequences. The only person who can do that in this situation is Jesus, and he does not. So for those of us who feel like God just tries to expose us because he's angry at us, or we've messed up too bad that God can't do anything with us, and we got to get our lives right first. That's not how Jesus operates. It was when it was exposed to Jesus that Jesus could respond in love. Jesus exposes us in love because he knows our potential. He knows what we can be. Jesus responds with, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Her life changed in that moment. 
but only after it was exposed. It was in that moment, simultaneously of being exposed, that God was able to reveal the truth of his love for her. So as we go through 2021, because hopefully God reveals some truth to us in 2021, amen? We're seeking revelation from God. We want more of God, less of ourselves. Well, as that happens, there's some parts of us that got to go. Okay? So how will you respond to that? Are you bold enough to say, all right, God, search me. Search every corner of my heart. Because this isn't like a camera where we can control the exposure. Okay? You either let God in or you don't. God's not going to force his way in. He's waiting for that invitation. God will fight for you. He will not fight you. Okay? He'll lead you as far as you'll follow. So how far will you follow him this year? And let's make sure that there are things in 2020 that stay in 2020. All right? It's work. That shovel is work. Okay? You know the cool thing, though, about clearing a driveway? The first time that snow came, everything just looked flat. As you clear snow, those lanes about where that car is supposed to be, about where that driveway is, that path become clearer. The next time you have to go and clear snow, you know exactly where that snow needs to go. Okay? It's got to get out of the way. All right? And let God's revelation give you motivation for that next time. All right? So as you are going through 2021, ask yourselves, what is your shovel? What is it God has given you to make a way through those obstacles? He gave Moses a staff. And he had to remind Moses, hey, you've got to use this staff that I've given you. Okay, what is in your hands? What is it that God has, what gifts, what talents has God given you? And are you willing to give those to God and say, all right, God, I'm going to do it this way. Yeah, it might be hard. Okay? God might call you to write a book and you've never written anything in your life. God might call you to start a business and you've never done anything with business. You don't even know where to start. Start somewhere. Start by just saying, yes, God, I'll do it. And let him lead you. Okay? As you read further on, in Ephesians 5, it talks about carefully determining what pleases the Lord. And then it says, in verse 16, it says, Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, and making music to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks for everything to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. A life filled with love, filled with thankfulness, filled with worship, and filled with light. Because then we're supposed to be some of the people who do the exposing. Did you read that earlier? Did you catch that? It says, verse 11, it says, take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness, instead expose them. 
We have a role to play in God bringing his kingdom here. And as we let the light in, then we have the opportunity to be that light for somebody else. But we got to expose in the same way God exposes us in love. A life filled in love. Embracing other people. Amen? Amen. So this year, where's God going to take you? Only he knows. So surrender this year to him. Amen? All right, we're going to move into time of communion as we reflect on all of this. Okay? So if you have your communion, you can get that. Uh, If you don't, you can quickly head out and grab some. Before we get to communion, I don't want to miss an opportunity for somebody here in this room who maybe you've realized you've been going to things your whole life that have not been able to answer, they have not been able to help, that in times of stress and anxiety, that you turn to things you know you're not supposed to turn to. That you are trying to live life your way and you are realizing that it is not working out. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if there is somebody in here who says enough is enough, that I want to live a life that brings glory to God. I want to experience a life filled with love, thankfulness, and worship, filled with light. If there's somebody in here or if there's somebody online that wants to do that, I just ask that you would put your hand up. All right, praise God. Let's all pray together. God, thank you for sending your son Jesus. To die for my sins. That he looked at me. And he saw value. He saw somebody he wanted to be connected with. So he took my place. On that cross. After he came down from heaven. Was born of a virgin. Lived a sinless life. He took my place. he died but God I give you praise that you didn't leave him dead but you raised him again so that I can be raised to life God I surrender my old life to you and I want the new life you offer be the Lord of my life in Jesus name Amen. If you prayed that, all of heaven is rejoicing. If you prayed it now, if you pray it later, watching rebroadcast, if you prayed that, all of heaven is rejoicing, and we rejoice with you. And as we turn to communion in this moment, and you prepare the bread, as you think about Jesus going to that cross I want to remind you that Jesus said I'm the bread of life that everyone who comes to me will not be hungry again that as we go to Jesus 
as we give him our hearts and as truth is revealed within us and things are exposed, that his death was sufficient for us. That we can be made whole. His body was broken so that ours can be made whole. His flesh was crucified so that we can crucify ours. So that we can say we're not going to live according to sin, but we have freedom. We can live according to the promise. We can live a life filled with love, thankfulness, worship, full of light. Because we were once darkness, but Jesus, you made a way that now we can live in the light. So God, we give you everything that we have. We give you our bodies. We give you our mind. We give you our gifts. We give you our talents. We surrender those things to you in this moment. We place them at the foot of the cross. And we say, Jesus, have your way. Lead us. Thank you for the fact that we can live a life filled with promise. That we can take every word that you say in this Bible as truth. Thank you that you are enough. You can take the bread. And as you have the juice... I want to remind you that Jesus said that I am the living water. That everyone who comes to me will not thirst again. That Jesus' blood was sufficient to cover all of our sins, to make us as white as snow. That we have a new life. That those things that have been holding us back don't have to hold us back anymore because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. And so, God, we respond in this, saying that we are going to be living sacrifices. Search us, know us, oh God. Know what is in our hearts, know what is in our minds, God. You know the things, every dark corner of our heart, God. You know what those things are. Thank you, God, that in love you sent your son, Jesus. That Jesus, in love and for the joy in seeing us being in a right relationship with God, you took our place. And that you rose from the dead. And Holy Spirit, we ask that through your power, you would help us to put aside everything that needs to be put aside. That we would pick up the shovel. We would pick up whatever it is you have put in our hands to be able to do the purpose that you have called us to do. And we surrender to that. We surrender to your will. We surrender to your guidance. Jesus, make us more like you in the year 2021. We give you this year. We dedicate this year to you. Take every part of ourselves. Every part. Finances. Our bodies. Our jobs. Families. Take it all, God. And use it how you see fit. And we will obey. We give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name. Amen. You can take the cup.
Praise God. As you go through 2021, I just encourage you, spend time praying. Spend time fasting. All right, what is it that God wants you to move beyond and into? Okay, what is it he wants your life to look like by the end of this year? Ask him. He knows. He already knows what this whole year is going to look like. Amen? We can trust that. So trust him. Pray, ask. Say, God, how do you want to develop me? What's maybe one word you want me to focus on this year? How can I give you glory in my life this year? Give that to him. Give him your time. Spend that time with him and just see what his vision is for your life this year. Amen? Let me pray a blessing over you guys. God, I thank you for everyone who is in here today. For every heart that has heard the word, I pray the word would go deep in our hearts. God, that we would leave here changed today. God, I pray that you would just bless everybody in here, God. God, we thank you that your favor goes before us. It's behind us. It's beside us. It surrounds us. That, God, as we go throughout the year, any attack that the devil has that he's going to try to throw his way or throw our way, that you are for us. We can deal with that. Devil, you are defeated in our lives. God, I pray that there be healing for those who need healing. God, I pray that there be deliverance for those who need deliverance. God, we serve, we honor you, we give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Be blessed. Have a fantastic rest of your day, fantastic rest of your week, and hope to see you all next Sunday. Thank you for joining us on our podcast today. We hope this has been a blessing in your life, and we look forward to having you joining us in person for a service soon. Our service times are Thursday nights at 7 o'clock and two services on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. God bless you.